So I've asked myself, why is it that that people don't cross the line? I mean, why don't they choose to to lead below the line when necessary and then above the line when necessary? What keeps them uh, polarized or what keeps them uh, working only under the line or, or only leading above the line and not, not, not doing both, not leading in both places, you know, back and forth like we talk about. And what I found is I think there's a there's a monster. <laughs> I, I've discovered a monster. It's the monster that keeps us from leading well. This monster, um, it, it no one is immune. He attacks uh, everyone. He attacks uh, women, men. Uh, it doesn't matter what position, what level of leadership that, that you have. This monster uh, is is real and attacks you. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the monster of fear. Now, you may call it insecurity. That's fine. We all have them. We all have insecurities. We all have things that cause us not to get out of our comfort zone. We all have things that, that keep us, and I'm calling it fear, that monster named fear, uh, fear of, of not understanding how to, fear of not being understood, fear of, of failing. Um, I could go on and on. Um, and so there are these fears, these insecurities that keep us from leading well. That's really what it is. We, we stay in our comfort zone, bottom line, we stay in our comfort zone because we're afraid to get out of our comfort zone. <laughs> we're afraid of what that will feel like or what how that will be perceived by others. So that fear it, it gets us stuck. It keeps us d- d- in one place when we need to be. Leadership is fluid. Leadership has to be going above and below the line uh, all the time, as we've talked about before. Leading the people, uh, caring about them, speaking into their lives, and then executing uh, with efficiency and effectiveness. So I want to give us a, a remedy for that. Uh, I want us to, to, to think about what is it that will defeat that monster? What defeats that monster called fear? It's simple. Well, <laughs> at least it sounds simple. It, it is trust. Trust is, is the antidote to fear. Now, before you get ahead of me, right, I'm not talking about um, right now. I'm not talking about just trusting someone else. I'm not even talking about someone else trusting you. That's not what I'm talking about. Even in our personal relationships, what keeps us from trying to connect and get to where the other person is in a personal relationship? That fear, the antidote is trust. But but I'm not talking about even gaining the trust of that person right now. So I'm talking about a different kind of trust. You ready? I'm talking about self-trust. And you're like, what What in the world is self-trust? Well, self-trust is the ability to trust yourself. And if I can't trust myself, how in the world can I ask you to trust me? How could I ask a team to trust me? How could I ask an organization to trust my leadership? How could I ask an individual that I care about personally in a personal relationship to trust me when I don't trust myself. And so many times we skip this piece and, and we wonder why we have these insecurities. It, we have these insecurities because we try to jump into a trusting relationship before we really have learned how to trust ourselves. So how do you do that? Well, think of a pyramid. It, and, I, and I call it the pyramid of trust. And at the very foundation of that pyramid, I mean, the very the very bottom is respect. So the question I have for you is, is respect something that is earned or is respect something that is given? Now, I, I challenge you to think about that, because as you think about respect, I, I want you to, to think through giving respect 
to others for because they're human, not because they've earned it or because they deserve it. Now, their actions will cause us not to respect their behavior. Their actions will cause us not to respect uh, how they handle certain situations. Okay, now back to yourself. Think about how well you respect yourself on a daily basis. Do you have self-respect? What are you talking about? Do, do you respect who you are just because you're human? Not that you're perfect, not that you do everything right, but, but do you respect how you treat your body? Do you respect what you put in your mind? Do you respect, um, you know, what, what, your environment that you allow yourself to be in just self-respect and i challenge you to think about that even maybe rate yourself on that and 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 ask yourself you know hard question here how how well do i really respect myself the next thing i want you to think about as we learn to respect ourselves is is how well do i connect now you're like what connecting with yourself exactly how well is your head and your heart connected. So many times we can get so busy doing, 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 doing that we really become uh, detached from our emotions. We, we, we our self awareness, we become uh, uh, just void of, of being self aware, and so we can we can just work ourselves into oblivion, or we can we can hide. You know, we can just just stop and become totally apathetic, but we lose touch, we lose connection, that you know, all important connection between what our head is telling us and what our heart is feeling. Are you self-aware? Are you self-aware of how you're feeling? Are you self-aware of, of, of what, what your body is telling you? Are, you? are you aware of how others are perceiving you? Have you thought about those things? It's how you build self-trust. You can't trust yourself if you're not even aware of how you're feeling. And then remember, feelings are not right or wrong. Feelings are just feelings. You don't have to act on those feelings, but you just certainly have to be self-aware of those feelings so that you can choose how you respond to them. So we have respect, we have we have connection, and then we have authenticity. That's the, because we're going up that, think about us going up that, that pyramid. Now we're at authenticity. Authenticity is about being honest uh, with yourself. Are, are, do you feel like you are authentic first with yourself? Are you being real with yourself? Are you are you telling yourself truths or or are you telling yourself lies? Are you allowing yourself to believe delusions that that you just want to be true, or can you see the reality of of where we are in life and where you are in life, the good and the bad? You know, do you overemphasize the negative so all you see is negative things around or do you overemphasize the positive so you're just Pollyanna? You don't see both cause us to not really be authentic. Authenticity means I understand my strengths and my weaknesses. I am authentic about just trying to be who I am. And by the way, while I may change my behavior that makes so it's appropriate in different environments, that's certainly true. You don't act the same in a business meeting as you do when you're on the beach with, you know, chilling out with your family. However, you are the same person in both of those environments. So there's a there's a really important principle here of never losing yourself and being authentic in your relationships, um, not manipulating others for your personal gain, um, not, not allowing your behavior to be driven by your agenda. So it's about not being manipulative, but being authentic, just being real, just being honest. There's good and bad. 
Um, sometimes things are, are, are good and positive, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're difficult and hard. And, uh, and not overemphasizing either one. I think it's important. Think about it. How authentic are you? Are you the same person regardless of who you talk to? Are you the same person in, in whatever environment you find yourself? Uh, or do you find yourself being manipulative? The next thing that we have to look at it, we're on the pyramid now. Remember, we're at respect and then how well do we connect with ourselves, emotions, uh, how authentic are we? And then we come to conflict. How well do you deal with conflict personally? This is about you. How well can you trust yourself? This is not about how others deal with conflict. This, this is the, so. Here's the thing: we are tempted here to look at how others respond to us when we're in conflict. That is not what I'm asking here. I'm asking how do you handle conflict personally yourself? Um, do you become over emotional? Do you become detached? Do you become sarcastic? Do you do you um, become aggressive? And dominant, do you become passive aggressive and back up? So you've got to be able to look at and this is part of that authenticity and the whole thing of knowing how do I deal with conflict? Do I uh, and, and am I learning to have really clear, concise, direct conversation when I have conflict, or do I continually personalize and, and let it spin out of control? Do I deal with the issue? going on instead of attacking the person or allowing that person to attack me or feeling like that person is attacking me, I should say. So how well do you deal with conflict? There's a lot we can learn about that. And and conflict begins with you taking that responsibility to learn how you deal with it. How do you process it internally? And then how do you express that externally? It's really important as you go in to have hard conversations that you had that that structured in your mind and in your heart that this is this is how I'm going to handle this situation. This is how I'm going to deal with it uh, appropriately. So when we get there, we, we, we respect we, we've got that co- connection going on, that authenticity. We we're, we're now we, we've because of all those things, we're looking, working on our conflict and how we deal with things that are hard and, and, and how we deal with things that are uncomfortable. When we have those conversations, then we're ready for trust. See, now I can trust myself. Because I've done that self-work. I've done that, that self-analysis to say, in all of these areas, uh, I'm going to continue to improve, but I'm going to continue to keep my eye on how I respect myself and connect and how authentic I am and how I deal with conflict. When I do that continually, listen, it's fluid. It's not like, check, I got that. No, no, it's, it's fluid. We have to keep a watch on that you know, daily. But we get better, and we grow muscle in that area. We grow our muscles in trusting ourselves. Once we trust Ourselves, okay. You know, I'm not perfect, but I'm working on these things. I, I trust. Now we can ask for others to trust us. Now we can say, "Can I? Can I garner your trust? And can we work together?" By the way, that same pyramid uh, we have to work through in others in in order for others to trust us, and and so that we can build trust in others. That same pyramid. We have to work through for teams. So we have to get there and we have to analyze. We're working with our teams. How well do we show respect for each other? Because we're human, not because we deserve it or not because we agree. No, no. How well do we respect one another on this team? How 
connected are we? How, that means how well do we communicate? How well do we talk? How well do we engage? Are we engaged with one another? And then are we real? Are we able to be our real selves even when it's you know a little different? Are we able to bring our real selves into the team and and bring and bring information and and things that maybe others haven't thought of or, or don't agree with, which which leads us to conflict? Can we have healthy conflict? Teams that don't have conflict will never have trust. Conflict is not bad. Toxic conflict is bad. Healthy conflict is essential for successful teams. Say it one more time. Healthy conflict is essential for successful teams. Teams that refuse to have that pushback and conflict, they're either run by a dictator or, or somebody that's so passive and apathetic that they just don't care. And these teams, you know, they, they, they become disjointed and disconnected and they're not authentic and therefore they're ineffective. So that, that trust is the, the same pyramid we have to work through on our, on our, in our companies and our organizations. And by the way, in our personal relationships, same thing. Work that same process. Once you've worked it through personally for yourself, then, then go to that person that you have a relationship with, that, that significant other in your life, and walk through some of, some of these this pyramid with them. And as you guys walk through some of that together, you'll see your trust building and building and building. And guess what? As trust grows, fear diminishes. So you want to defeat the monster of fear? Learn to trust yourself and learn to build trust with others.